Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Think of an investigation that's stuck with you in recent years. Do you remember how it made you feel? What about how you came across it? Was it a front page of a paper, a TV documentary, a feature film, or did you hear about it on social media? There are more ways than ever for us to consume the news. But on today's programme, we explore a group of journalists right at the vanguard of a new medium, telling investigative stories through music. My name is Leia Borromeo, and I'm a journalist and one of the divisors of Climate Symphony. The story of Leia's journey into making music from investigations started with another journalist, the late Gavin McFadden. Who, you know, is a, is a supporter of, of all things um, troublemaking. Um, and, is, and is a journalist and filmmaker of, of you know of ill repute, which I which I quite like, in that in, in the good sense of ill repute. Gavin was head of the Center for Investigative Journalism right up until his death earlier this year. A couple of years ago, he was holding a hack day, a session where journalists could come together and share ideas to try and crack a particular problem. Uh, where they're inviting journalists to reframe. Uh, climate change and to reframe how we saw the story of climate change. And once whilst there, I was sort of sitting there going, okay, people are coming up with apps and people are thinking about, you know, various ways of, of storytelling, but everyone's really relying on words and on pictures. So I was in a conversation with another chap at um, the, who's still at the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, uh, a guy called Jack Searle, when we started talking about music and then it kind of hit us in the sense that well why don't we see if we can use sound as a reporting tool it was a bold concept especially when it comes to something as data-driven and complex as climate change reporting excited by the idea Leia and Jack pulled in other journalists at the hack day and by the end of the day we'd, we'd come up with a kind of the rudimentary sort of soul, I suppose, of what ultimately became Climate Symphony. As she left that day, Leia was excited about the idea she'd stumbled upon, and she pulled in her colleagues from film company Disobedient Films, and her musician friend, Jamie Pereira. 
So, it was in late August that I headed round to Jamie's music studio in oh, Hackney, London, mandolin. to talk yeah. through one of their pieces. Six guitars and a mandolin. I'm jealous. It's gratuitous, but the people keep on giving me guitars, so, so those... It's quite, it's, quite good. it's quite good mandolin. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. Good setup. Okay. Um... Leia was on to an idea, making music that reported on climate change. But that's a big topic. She and her team needed to narrow their focus down and work out which story within that topic to tell. They decided to road test the idea, running more hack days on their own around the country where journalists and others were invited to come and try playing with the idea of sonifying data. We invited uh, a number of artists, scientists and journalists um, to locations around sort of the south of England and also the north of England um, to come and play with us with a concept. A friend recommended the team reach out to a new charity called We Are the Oceans, and they in turn suggested that the story of ocean plastic could be an interesting area to explore. And we said, sure, I guess if we could make it work. So they had a goal. They wanted to tell the story of ocean plastic in music form. So it's a case of where we are, how we got there, and also you know, what can we do uh, or what would happen um, if we reduce plastic consumption, for instance, and what will we do if we increased plastic consumption? You know, what would these things sound like? Uh, what did what could things have possibly sounded like before we started chucking our bags into the sea? Now they have an idea. They need data, and to get that, they need experts. There's basically a scientist that we we found, uh, or who we found, um, who works with Imperial College, who's uh, and this is the amazing thing about the science communities is, that is, you know, nothing is ever too niche for what you could possibly ask for. And you look hard enough and you'll find somebody who's made it their life's work. And this particular scientist, a guy called Eric Van Seville, is somebody who has made it his life's work to chart plastics in the oceans. <laughs> so they sent him an email and soon the team were talking to him regularly from his home in the Netherlands on a messaging platform called Jitsi. We were all sort of sitting here, and he was there in a kind of godlike status on the computer screen, um, firing um, you know, places where we should probably be looking or where we would like to, to look, because what we would do is just ask him, you know, where do we find this? And he goes, oh, we can just do it here. Have you seen this? And it's like, okay. So, you know, it's we're very, very happy to be guided by the people who've actually made it their life's work to look for this. Because that's not something that you know, we're, we we dabble and we can come in like in like like most journalists in in something you become intensely and deeply interested in something, but only rarely will you ever actually be the specialist on it. Because actually, the specialists are the people who are actually directly involved and who are at the coalface of that. The things he was pointing the team to were incredibly useful. And then you know, he's done it to various sort of modeling formats. He's done it to be able to actually give us data that's visualized, and you know, there's. There's a lot of material that's there, and there's a lot of material that's been peer-reviewed. Um, and he also is, is more than happy to link us up with other people who you know, he's been taking some information from. And then they've also been happy to link us up with other people who've been taking information. It's just, and then it starts becoming this I don't know, data click hole of, of more and more facts and figures that make me think I really should have paid more attention at maths. Leia pulls up a file on the computer. So what we're showing you is we're showing you like a, essentially an Excel spreadsheet with lots of numbers and lots of figures. And if you squint or if you wiggle your eyes a little bit, you basically see a map of the planet. Huh. 
And so, and what you what you're hovering at, what Jamie's hovering his mouse over at the moment is basically Africa, and then there's there's Saudi Arabia and that that kind of and that Arabian Peninsula. Then India is over there somewhere. Europe is up here, and there are the stats that you know. I think the there there are certain letters and things that that mark out what land is, and that is what is it N A N, and then. The other numbers are basically roughly where the plastics are. <laughs> wow. So, this is a guy who's, like, deep in this. It's a mind-boggling sheet of data, and staring at it, I can't for the life of me work out how you would take all those numbers and transform them into sound. And actually, this wasn't the only data the team decided to use. There were other data sets that they decided to incorporate later. But see, that brings up a complication. The nature of the piece is going to be influenced by which data sets the team decided to use. It's like curating an exhibition. What you put in and leave out influences the final message. See, curation is a very use- a good word. It's a word I, I like to use as well because it's ultimately it's storytelling. And, and what we want to do is we want to be able to tell the story and we want to tell the most compelling story. And how we do that... Um, might be sort of you know given a kind of objective eye because you know why we live in a fairly privileged white western um society um you know saying that two of the three people who are actually key in this in this whole sort of project are persons of color and two of them are women but it's it's you know it's, it's still one of those things where you know we still live in a fairly pr- privileged side of the world and when we are essentially kind of looking at the stories that we want to tell. We look at the data that we that we already know that we have and that we can get. Um, you know, in an ideal world, yeah, sure, we could we'd, we'd love to be able to find our own data, but we also know that we haven't got science degrees, and we're not qualified to be able to do so. So, in order to actually see what we have and what we use, we see what data is available and what form that data is available. More after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Settling down in the studio, 
Jamie talks me through how you take that data and make it into music. Hello, I'm Jamie and I'm part of the Climate Symphony team and uh, I guess where um, I come in is the actual, um, I suppose, group production of turning uh, data into sound. So uh, we all do everything together, we all investigate everything together, um, but I guess I'm the person who can actually do the physical, you know, transformation side of things. Um, and you're in my studio, Very, you're very welcome. So yeah, this is a, so you've pulled up this kind of graph with four different lines and they're all stretching upwards on the y-axis. So what's that? The, this particular um, graph is about the cumulative plastic waste generation of the world and how it's disposed. And you've got um, all of the waste that's uh, generated and all, then you've got underneath that all of the waste that's discarded, then all the waste that's incinerated, then all the waste that's recycled. And what we've done is we've just had a look at things, had a look at the timeline uh, and created um, a sort of guide piece just to see um, how this might sound if we were going to represent this data. So Jamie translates the data on his graph to the keyboard. The higher the point on the graph, the higher the keyboard tone. What we have here is that graph with guides pointing us to different parts of um, the, the line graph and then being mapped across to the y-axis, which is also a piano keyboard. Um, and that has given us note values, which we've then put into the project. This process has been refined over time. So before we just used a pen and paper and uh, now we're using a program to do it. Um, we've also used um, programs like MaxMSP um, to create algorithms uh, to do the same sort of thing. Um, but for me personally, because I come from a very sort of straight composer background, it's really nice to be able to see the the, the piano keyboard in front of me and be able to kind of um, shape things as we go. Jamie picks out one of the lines on the graph, a red snaking line that wiggles its way upwards. It depicts the amount of plastic waste discarded over time. Then he hits play. So it's not doing much at the moment because at the moment, um, up until about 1970 on our timeline, nothing's really happening. Divisions of time in this case are going from uh, it's a, we're taking a snapshot of a hundred years, uh, going from 1950 to a projection into the future into 2050 about um, what what our use and wastage of plastic is going to be like. So I think at the moment we're at 1990 or something like that on the chart, and so you can start hearing the the tone ramp up as our cumulative waste goes up and so on and so forth. And I'll just very briefly take you through the next piece of data that we 
just started to look at, which was um, the increase of plastic production um, over the last 50 years. It's a string sound which we've looked at and then we've um, kind of messed with the actual attack on the, on, on, the, on the very top part of the strings. Imagine like slapping um, uh, a whole load of the string part of an orchestra, then um, putting a load of delay on it and then layering it on top of each other. There, um, as this is one um, set of data. Um, there's you, we can layer uh, other sets of data on on top of it. So I'll just take you to this um, picture. This is from the uh, report by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, who recently um, uh, did a big plastic um, uh, report, and they've got some data which is the last uh, fifty years of plastic production increase so this is another thing that we can uh, represent and you know we could make a decision to represent that in a different sound to differentiate the different data take this line of the music which represents the growth in the amount of plastic used in packaging over time Now contrast that with this one that shows plastic used in construction. Or here, the growth of plastic used in textiles. And when this piece is done, how do you envisage people absorbing it? I mean, do they need to sit down and read a piece first? Do they need to look at the graphs or does the piece on its own purely tell the story? How, how you know, this is quite a new format. Mm -hmm. How do people um, consume this as a format? Mm. Well, the goal is to see if eventually people will be able to start using sound as a reporting tool. So if you start hearing things and sounds and music and various things coming out from certain places, you know, would you be able to work out what that, what is being said through those sounds? somehow through a kind of guide or sort of cipher. Uh, we're not there yet. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what I kind of, you know, stay up at night dreaming about. You know, when, for this particular piece, um, we have a couple of ideas in place. Uh, one would be to have a kind of four screen projection within a gallery space, ideally to see if we can actually get the sort of almost an immersive oceanic experience and having the stats and the data on the walls somehow. If we can't get away with that, then we'll have to find a way of doing that in a more 2D way um, with an iPad or a computer or a laptop as a means of actually being able to, again, pardon the pun, but immerse people within the data and also the reality of what that looks like and what that could potentially feel like. Uh, and one of the great things about something like sound is, you know, most of the work or a lot of the work's already done for you when it comes to the feeling aspect, whether you're conscious or aware of it or not. Um, with regards to, you know, how, however, I mean, Jamie's much better at, at being able to explain how sound affects the limbic system, but 
you know that sort of thing is, is something that we that we're already kind of um, conscious of when we're putting something together. And now the piece in its entirety. It's called "If the Oceans Could Speak," and it's the sonification of a load of different data, showing the cumulative plastic waste generation and disposal from 1950 right up to projections to 2050. In it, you should be able to hear the different types of plastic waste that's being created, including packaging, construction, and textiles. And as the piece grows and swells, we hear that plastic production has increased twentyfold over the last fifty years. Can you hear all that in this? So there we go, a fascinating project. But is this journalism, or is it just songwriting? Well, it's not "Love Me Do." <laughs> it's 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 definitely, you know, the principles behind it are journalistic, and the investigation behind it, and the process is is deeply journalistic, and also it's it's kind of morals, and 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 the ideas、um, are there. But you know, we're also aware that. 
we're artists. Um, I will maintain that journalism is an art um, and will argue anybody in the pub <laughs> on, on that. Um, it's just an art that has, I think, wouldn't necessarily say lost its way, but has been um, utilized as another pillar of power as opposed to something that is actually out there that's, that's meant to be something that creates meaning. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I, I'm, I, in that way, I sort of see myself as a kind of journalistic purist in that respect, um, much more along the lines of the Mark Twains of the world when it comes to how to tell stories and, and asking questions, rather than somebody who's going to be turning around the bullets in every 15 minutes. Who knows? Perhaps this could be the future of journalism. It's a future. Again, we're we're, we're future mapping this, and um, yeah, eventually, I'd like for other journalists to be able to, and also other musicians and other artists and other people to actually start thinking about um, how they tell things. You know, the 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 art and the act of telling, um, as to and you know, and as as to what you're listening to, um, and you know what where we should be looking in terms of 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 stories and in terms of outlets um for this uh, the internet is pretty obvious galleries are also fairly obvious um you know but there's also a number of of you know ever increasing um more mainstream sort of news outlets that are gagging for free content um and you know this this may or may not necessarily be for them because you know something like this is is also an involved process and it's not just something that we would we would do in our spare time and it's something that you know we um we're investing quite a lot of ourselves into in terms of the process and in terms of of um mind and body energy so Eventually, yeah, there. You know, if if we could have a data sonification institute or something, or there, there could be something. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 one of those sort of how long is a piece of string kind of thing. And after weeks and months of thinking about how to tell the story of plastics in the ocean through music, Leah and the team found themselves often reminded of the ubiquity of plastic in our daily lives. Like even when I'm making dinner, it's one of those things where we're going. Do I have to have my pack choy wrapped in plastic? Do I have to have this wrapped in this? Do I have to have that wrapped in this? Why are you giving me a straw? You know, it's, you know, all of these little things are, are kind of picking at me. Um, and, and it is changing my behavior to things in a very real way. Um, you know, is data sonification changing my behavior in, in various ways? I mean, I, I do look at stories and, and think, I wonder what that will sound like. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I do hope other journalists eventually to do the same. What do you think about the idea of sonifying investigations? Is there something that telling a story through music can do that the written word can't? Or are there limitations to the process? You can tweet us at Tip Off Podcast with your thoughts. Next week. Yeah, it was it was different for me and it felt brave, but ultimately I think that the results were so much more interesting because of it. Most investigations start out with a hypothesis, a premise that you go out to challenge. But Paul Miles at On Our Radar doesn't work that way. To start with these really, really open questions, and I felt by doing that you just got so much surprising stuff that you wouldn't normally get. 
Paul tells us how a handful of specially made phones and a new way of thinking produced a series of hard-hitting stories about a forgotten community right here in the UK. That's all from this episode of The Tip-Off. Find a link to Climate Symphony's website in our show notes. You can hear another piece they did there using climate change data. It's haunting and well worth a listen. I'm your host and producer, Maeve McClenaghan. Our theme music is by Dice Muse. Thank you all so much for your kind reviews and tweets. It's been just an amazing first six months of the tip-off. We've been absolutely astounded by the support we've got. We made it into Miranda Sawyer from The Observer's Top 10 Podcasts of 2017, which was just amazing. And it's just been fantastic to know that people out there are listening and are interested. If you have ideas for more investigations you want to hear more about, then please do get in touch. You can email tipoffpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at tipoffpodcast. And stay tuned for more stories behind the headlines in 2018. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.